0: Hubhopper Originals.
1: This is his first ball. Through the gap. On the offside.
0: Listen to it. Ke Sumet Kesat. Agaya hume firse with yet another episode of the CricketNews.com podcast. Swagat hai apka to episode 9 of season 1 of the show. As we inch closer towards the end of Season 1, I want to say thank you for all the love you've sent our way after listening to the podcast. Your following is It's very, very precious to us. And we will continue to work towards bringing you the latest news and the most wonderful stories via this podcast. So on this episode, three of the five incredible writers on the CricketNews.com team. Prasenjit De, Sandeepan Banerjee and Rohit Shankar and we will be discussing the return of cricket via England versus West Indies and very importantly, when will we see the first glimpse of Indian cricketers in any form of cricketing action. Before we begin, a big shout out to Sara Varis and Shreyasi Talugdar, two important people on the team who couldn't make it for this episode. But hey, you guys might be able to hear from them soon, maybe next season. For now, you can check their work out on our site and follow their work on our social media handles. And alright, it's time to get you to the wonderful conversation I had with the teen Anmol Ratan of Cricket News in Prasenjit, Sandeepan and Rohit. Let's get on with the show. Take it away, DJ. You're listening to the CricketNews.com podcast. Alright, so I have to step up my game today. It's pretty evident that I have to because I've got three cricket buffs, three cricket nerds, three people whom if you shake them up at 12 at night and ask them when was the last time VVS Lakshman scored a 50, they'll tell you and they're not going to be wrong. <laughs> I've got I've got Sandeepan Banerjee, Pasanjeet Day and Rohit Sankar on the podcast today. First up is the man with the numbers. This the, the stat doctor, Prasenjit, How are you, Prasenjit? I am good. I am good, Samir.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the kind introduction. And uh, it's good to be on this podcast and uh, it's great to be invited here.
0: Yeah, your late debut, but uh, Day De Raya Durustaya. No worries. Happy to have you on the show as well. Up next is the man with the experience, the globetrotter, someone who's travelled all around the world covering Team India, making his second
2: appearance on the podcast. Sandeepan Banerjee, how are you, sir? I'm fine, sumed Actually, if you call me at 12 o'clock at night, probably I'll be busy with my virtual cricket tournament, <laughs> which is keeping me entertained mm. during this lockdown period.
0: Yeah, you guys have been playing that all over, no? Throughout all these months. Yes. Kitna so paisa hai,
3: bro. Virtual world, you
0: know. <laughs> Kitna paisa that's the question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kaafi, unf- I'm sure. Unfortunately, if cricket news comes join us, then we'll be, you know, we'll be making a lot of money.
0: Okay. I hope <laughs> Manish Thapa, the country head of cricketnews.com, is listening, uh, taking the suggestion on board. And Sandeepan, good to have you on the show. The third. And the last but not the least is the Iceman, the man with the headband. Rohit Shankar, what's up, man?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a nice intro. Good going, Sumed.
0: Mm-hmm. Happy to be here on this podcast. Super, good stuff. I feel very good. I'm making these Top Gun references. Uh, Iceman and Maverick. Speaking of Iceman and Maverick, this time, the Maverick lost to Yeah, Blackwood, the Iceman lost to Maverick, Mr. Jofra Archer. What was, what was your takeaway from that test? What an incredible return to cricket, wasn't it, Rohit?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, West Indies were always going to test England with the kind of bowling attack they had. But I think uh, where they actually surprised a lot of people was with their batting. So, um, there's an interesting record around West Indies. Uh, the fact is that, in all these years, they have never lost 6200 200 or less in Test cricket. So, that is like 60 matches on the trot. So, they have won mm-hmm. 54 of those and drawn 6, but they have never lost. So, um, like, if you look back, on the final day, the odds are actually stacked against England. Although, the talk was that these are going to struggle getting to 200 they do find a way they have a way of uh playing they they know to win matches so that is why they have all these world cups they have they have won t20 world cups with very average teams so uh yeah Yeah. i think they know to win and uh if not for shy hope or craig brathwaite or holder there was another person stepping up and i think blackwood blackwood got his chances but he made use of those and i think it was a wonderful knock like coming out of
1: yeah, actually, uh, if you have noticed Blackwood uh, batting previously, if you have, uh, I am talking about the Blackwood of the pre 2017 period. Like, uh, he was, uh, his batting approach uh, was all about his aggressive intent. And uh, he would just get out uh, playing uh, rash shots and all. But now, when he walked out to bat at 27 for 3, it almost looked like he had it sorted. If you mm. see how he batted in the test match, uh, he faced around 153 deliveries for his uh, knock of 95. And uh, 50% of those runs came in boundaries. And the rest 50% 50 uh, percent means around 12-4s he hit. So the rest 50% of his runs, which is around 47, came of 141 deliveries. So, he was patient in his approach as well. and uh, yeah. But he didn't let the bowlers dominate him as well.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the main takeaway was that, you know, in, in the modern game, we see a lot of top-order heavy batting happening, right? In all formats. And to see someone so reliable, so solid and dependable in the middle order is, is a breath of fresh air. It really is. Um, I want to zoom out from, you know, from um, Mr. Blackwood. And and see the bigger picture as well, because at a number of instances, different people, different players from the team stepped up, right? On that last session, um, you know, when England were looking to extend that lead, the way Gabriel bowled, the way Alzari bowled. uh, And Gabriel threw the test even. Holder on day two. um, Some mad performances, no Sandeepan?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think also… I think Kimar Roach was a bit uh, unlucky throughout this test match. Actually, yeah. uh, on the first day of the test match, I think Michael Holding was talking about how Kimar Roach is probably at this point is the best bowler against the left-handers. I think I think, I think we have seen evidence of that during uh, during this test match. So, I think I think Kimar Roach, though uh, the other bowlers got the wickets, but I feel at times Kimar Roach was a bit uh, unlucky throughout this test match.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, it is kind of interesting because these players know each other quite well. The A lot of players played together in the 20, 2010 Under-19 World Cup, like uh, Brathwaite, Campbell, Dowrich, Blackwood, Jason Holder, Ben Stokes, Joe Root, Joss Butler. The list goes on and on. Like the, All these players played the 2010 uh, Under-19 World Cup together. So, and Holder was actually the man of the match in the quarterfinal between these two sides. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a very interesting battle and these guys know each other pretty well. So, um, and they have played each other a lot in the last few years. So, like, uh, as you know, Blackwoods, a lot of Blackwoods runs have come against England alone. So, uh, that shows how, how many how many times they have played each other recently. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's a break on the com podcast. On the other side, the writers and I discuss the chance of IPL happening in the UAE or Sri Lanka an India store of Australia, among many other things. Do not go away. And I mean, do not go away. Swagat aapka on the cricketnews.com podcast. Aaj jud rai hai mere saath cricketnews.com ke teen khas writers, Sandeepan, Rohit aur Um I think, you know, we can go on and on and talk about West Indies and, and England. But I think the larger conversation now is, we obviously have seen a glimpse of what cricket is going to look like post the pandemic or during the pandemic. Uh, there's a great amount of effort going in to set up a biosecure environment. Um, a lot of obscurity about a number of things. Maybe call it teething issues, call it whatever, but there have been areas that have not been um, you know, perfect. Not that we're expecting it, them to be, but uh, that's just how things are. However, there's a lot of cricket that has been talked about. Uh, in the time to come. Uh, Prasenji, do, do you want to quickly run through what uh, what uh, you know are the series that are being planned right now in the world of cricket for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, so uh, we have uh, Ireland coming to England next for a three-match ODI series. Then we, of course, have the Pakistan versus England series. And uh, CPL is there about to start in August, uh, midweek. And uh, mid of the month and uh, then uh, the status of IPL is not confirmed yet but the September-October window is expected to be the one when the tournament is going to be scheduled and uh, uh, later this year of course uh, the India-Australia rivalry is going to come up. So we have a lot of cricket coming at our end but uh, it also depends on like what the situations are in the different countries and how things uh, shape up in the coming time ahead. Uh,
3: I don't know if you can call it cricket yet, but uh, there is an interesting match coming up on July 18th. The three-team cricket tournament game in July 18th. Yeah, that's going to be interesting.
0: So, anyway, I think... um, Yeah, so, like you said, 3T cricket as well. Um, However, it, it seems pretty evident that you know, obviously, A, in a scenario, in, you know, um, in countries where COVID obviously is under control, quote unquote, under control, um, is the main factor. However, another factor is basically countries who have major broadcasting deals, right? So basically, a lot of the money that comes in via the broadcasting deal has to go into, you know, setting up your biosecure environment because, it seems like it's a very expensive um, affair, right? And and I think that is going to determine a lot of the cricket to come, right, Sandipan?
2: Yes, like we, there is a talk in the fraternity that we might see the IPL uh, in foreign countries in this year. And I think, obviously, uh, considering the current COVID situation in India, with the cases rising, and I think probably uh, we are yet to reach the peak of the infection, I think if the IPL happens, it cannot happen in India this year, even if it is a closed door affair. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, I think that moves us very nicely into the big question of, of of our conversation today: is when do we see Indian cricketers back in action? Right.
2: Well, uh, I think uh, I mean we all know that World T20 is not happening this year. Obviously, it is not official, but that at the unofficially, unofficially, ICC have already. Um, informed its stakeholders and you can see from their comments coming in from Tricket Australia also that t uh, 20 the men's version is not happening this year so that mm. provides us a window for IPL and uh, obviously BCCI is desperate because it's their 4,000 crore INR is at stake at this point so if the IPL doesn't happen BCCI will lose that money so when it comes to money BCCI can make anything happen even they can uh, hold the IPL in March also No, on a a serious note, I guess, yes, uh, BCCI is now uh, targeting that October-November window. Uh, So what is happening at this point, uh, BCCI has already asked its franchises to get ready for prepare for that window. And now their first priority is, uh, you know, organizing the tournament in India. But obviously, as I have said earlier. That the case, with the cases rising and, you know, some of the I, mainstream IPL venues like Mumbai, um, Bangalore, Kolkata, all these the cities are uh, struggling to cope up with this infection. As of now, we all know that Sri Lanka and UAE have already invited the Indian board to organize the tournament in their countries. And also there are reports in the media that New Zealand also invited BCCI, but um, the New Zealand officials have declined that, that they haven't invited. Logistically, Sri Lanka is a a good choice. Also, like from Mumbai, it's just a two and a half hours flight. Uh, And uh, the COVID situation is under control over there. Um, But I'm not sure about Sri Lanka, you know, because Sri Lanka, they will probably get uh, uh, like two, three venues, and some of the venues, like if you if you organize the entire tournament in Colombo, there are three three test venues in Colombo at this point, like yeah. Premadaka, SSC, and uh, Pisara. and Pisa, yeah. uh, Pisara are not exactly an, uh, known as a white wall venues. Yeah. I, I or some of the I, I am not sure whether they have the floodlight facilities as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to Dambulla and all those parts like candy and all. Uh, I'm not. I don't think it will happen in Sri Lanka. Yeah. New Zealand obviously is not happening because of the time zone difference.
0: I mean, it's an it's an IPL that's going to be for television only, right? And you want to ensure that it happens at prime time. Simple as that. I
3: think um it is most feasible in UAE because uh, they have already staged this once. They number of like uh, there are just two venues and like I think they can even rush that to one if needed Abu Dhabi and Dubai so um, I think it is most feasible there but if it happens but again uh, I think the second wave has caught up. I mean has put everything uh, on hold a bit that is they are probably pondering on what to do and as Sandevin said I don't think it's going to happen in India but I am sure VCA is going to come up with some alternate solution they want this to happen. So um, it's very likely that they'll find a way to make it happen.
0: Just going back to uh, international cricket, um, there was also chatter about simultaneous cricket, right? Playing different formats at the same time. Uh, however, that concession just died away, it, right? right? It, no one's really talking about it now.
3: I think that this is mainly because the schedule for the Ireland game and Pakistan uh, series um, is kind of um, adjacent to each other rather than together but there's still the fact that Pakistan uh, the England-Pakistan test starts on August fifth, and the final T20 is on 4th I guess between Ireland and England so um, I think that is going to happen in the future like uh, these boards are going to try and make up uh, financially some of the losses they have incurred during this period so I think it is a realistic There is a realistic possibility of us seeing uh, an India team play an ODI in Australia at the same time. They are playing a test in, say, South Africa.
0: Do you think this could be expedited now in 2021-2022 to make up for financial losses uh, due to COVID? They can. They can. Why not? Yeah, we are already looking at split captaincy. Yeah, (laughs) Rohit, we are already looking at split captaincy. Yeah, specialists um, for specific formats, all
3: of that. It's right. like and you're paving the way for it. Like, um, even coaches, white ball and uh, yeah. test coaches, the they, it makes a difference. So uh, I think uh, that is going to happen as well, and uh, it is good for some of these T20 players in particular because a lot of them, like uh, Pakistan, did not give Wahab Riyaz or Mohammad Amir a contract because they are scheduled to play only T20Is and they do not think it worthy enough to give them a contract. So, there's a security factor for players and I think uh, once the formats are separated out and uh, boards actually start giving different contracts for different formats, a lot of these players who are glob trotters might actually play a lot more international cricket. Yeah, Yeah, actually the problem uh,
1: with India is more because there are a lot of good T20 players in India, but unlike other countries, they don't get the opportunity to travel to other leagues and play there. So this simultaneous, yeah. yeah, Shreyas Gopal, Nitish Rana, and oh there God. are lots and lots of others. So if this happens, say Kohli and uh, the likes of Kohli and Roy are playing in Test, so it automatically opens up. Uh, positions for these talented youngsters to get a chance in T20s.
0: Okay, okay. Let's have some fun. Okay, so let's let's name our Team India Test 11 and let's name our Team India ODI 11 and let's name our Team India T20I 11. Okay, Who wants to go first with the Test 11? Randipan, okay. start with Test.
2: Well, uh, Test 11, yes. Um, Mayank and Rohit opening. Virat mm-hmm. coming at number 3. Uh, sorry, tujara coming at number 3. Virat 4. Rahane 5. Uh, who's at 6? Well, uh, Haane. 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 Uh, sorry, Rahane, at five. Rahane at 5. <laughs> if, you are, if you are playing in India, then Jadeja at 6. Hanuma Vihari Bahar- is a good option.
0: Hanuma Vihari, Hanuma Vihari is a good pick.
2: Hanuma Bihari, yeah, but they don't tend to. They like they don't play Hanuma at home. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Okay, come on, finish yeah. your eleven. Let's make this. Clear. Uh, then obviously Saha uh, as a keeper in India. Um, then uh, I guess uh, Shami, Bumra and uh, Ishan.
0: bumra ko bhi nahi choda T Twenty. <laughs> I think
3: Bumbra and Rohit are definitely not going to be in the the test team.
2: (laughs) No, no. I'm assuming India is playing at the test and T20 simultaneously. So, this is my test 11 Uh. actually.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Who's going to take up uh, ODI 11? Rohit? Yeah. Rahul will open for sure with probably Dawan because Rohit is already picked. Although I'd like to have Rohit at the top. Yeah, <laughs> and I think uh, Shreyas here, Rishabh Pant, maybe Sanju Samson can sque- like Ooh, uh, get a chance. Yeah. Nice. Rishabh Pant obviously. Um, Hardik Pandya, maybe even Kronal will get a go. And um, I would have liked to have Jadeja because uh, I think the Test team has the option of Ashwin, obviously. So mm-hmm. maybe Jadeja or uh, Kuldeep and Chahal will definitely be there. And uh, mm-hmm. If Bumrah is not available, I think it makes for an interesting choice in ODIs. But I'd see Navdeep Saini make Bikat, maybe Umesh Yadav, and probably Chahar. somebody uh, Deepak Chahar. Chahar. Yeah. Deepak Chahar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah, yeah. gone with uh, one pacer and one Hardik who's not a pacer. No,
3: uh, there's Saini, Umesh. Oh, Saini. Um, yeah. Correct.
0: Okay. Now, Prasenjit, you have a task on your hands. Sabko le liya ye logo ne. Now, who are you going to take? <laughs> uh, it actually doesn't matter because
1: ODIs and T20Is can't happen simultaneously. It has to be either ODIs or Tests and T20Is and Tests. Yaar, for, it's a to. parlor game. Chalo, do it. <laughs> so, uh, my T20I 11 would be uh, Gil and Rahul opening. And, okay. and uh, then at number three, I will have Sky, Surya Kumari nice And
3: week.
1: then uh, maybe Rishabh Pant at number four. Mm-hmm. Then Dinesh Kartik at five. Hardik Pandya at six. Krunal Pandya at seven. Mm-hmm. Then maybe Shreyas Gopal at eight. Obviously, mm-hmm. my first chess leg spinner, even ahead of Chahal. Then uh, Chahal, obviously, mm-hmm. after Gopal and then uh, the two paces would be one would be Navdeep Saini and the uh, other would be uh, one among Bhuvneshwar Kumar if he is uh, if he is not picked in the test 11 Bhuvneshwar Kumar or
0: that was fun it would be interesting to see how and when simultaneous cricket pans out anyway it's time for a break on the show we will be back with a few more thoughts on the future of cricket in 2020 with the writers and myself do not go anywhere. Welcome back to the podcast. We're talking to Cricket News' Prasenjeet, Sandeepan and Rohit today. Gents, before we wrap up, any final thoughts on the future of cricket from um, the organization to even what cricket could look like in a financially challenging time for the world?
3: I think um, teams can prepare as much as they want, but uh, they'll also have to be ready on their feet to come up with contingency plans, if at all. Something goes down. So, uh, I think England have it covered because they are financially very stable. But um, even India and Australia might be able to do it. But about the other countries, they'll still be uh, under a lot of pressure to put together matches as such. And I doubt they'll be ready if at all a crisis pops up. So, I think it's wait and watch for now. So um, I don't see a lot of games happening in the near future, and if it all happens, it's likely to involve England, India, or Australia. But yeah, let's see. Uh, how yeah. mm.
0: And and I think now the challenge is more than ever.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams can't afford this. Like um, I was talking to Kyle Kodzer a few months back, and he was telling like um, they they are really not sure when they will resume cricket or play international cricket again and uh, it is a big loss for them because um, that is what they are majorly dependent upon and the likely thing we are going to see in the aftermath for some of these smaller countries is that there are going to be a lot more T20 leagues set up because that is private and there is money flowing and they are likely to be more equipped than the national boards and we will see a lot of these smaller countries go T20 alone and play a lot of uh, major franchise league matches rather than playing for their country and I think that is going to be uh, a common theme in the next few years we might see uh, international cricket restricted to say around 7-8 teams
0: we are going down the football route, are we Prasenjit? yeah,
1: definitely and we have been going down the football route for quite a long time now if you notice uh, uh, club cricket has taken over club cricket. By club cricket, I mean franchise cricket has taken over in different countries. Uh, For a brief period of time, we had the Champions League uh, T20 as well. So, the structure is very much going towards what we have in football now. And uh, the quality of cricket has also increased because has also improved because uh, the kind of uh, cricket we have seen these days more and more players have been coming up from unknown regions so definitely it's a good thing for cricket i guess
2: i think i think uh, i know as rohit and Prasenjit have said that maybe top seven or top five six teams international cricket will be restricted to and all, all the smaller teams we will only get to see during a multi-team event or icc event maybe but i do hope that team the prospective team katla provided I think uh, that holds true and some of these bigger boards come out and bail these smaller boards out the, uh, under these current uh, circumstances.
0: Yep, very true. All right, that's the time we have on this edition of the show. We did miss Sarah and Shresi, but uh, it was great having the home team part of the show. Thank you so much, Rohit, for uh, being a part of this. Thanks a lot, Rohit. So, thank you, Prasenjit, for coming on board and uh, enlightening us with your numbers.
1: Uh, thank you, much Thank you.
0: And Sandeep Banerjee, thanks a lot mate for uh, being a part of this. This was great.
2: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure talking cricket with you you guys.
0: It was so much fun having the writers on board and as they pointed out, cricket is changing just like life is. And we at Cricket News aim to change with the changing times to bring you all the latest news Trivias, features and content like this podcast so that your cricket ki craving are Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to this show. Ko. Follow Cricket News on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and on other platforms as well. You can find me on these platforms as well. My name is spelled as S-U-M-E-D-H-B-I-L-G-I that's Sumed Bilgi, your host and your dost. This is the cricketnews.com podcast, a team effort by cricketnews.com and our partners HubHopper. See you again when the calendar says Saturday. Bye bye.
2: इस HubHopper ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना podcast launch करना चाहते हैं, तो HubHopper studio website पे register करें और एक minute के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का podcast करें।